You're listening to Podcateers. Welcome to episode 423 of Podcateers. Comic-Con just wrapped up in San Diego, and in this episode, we go over the announcements from the Marvel Animation and Live Action panels. There's a lot to cover here, so we're going to get this episode started. So before we do, we just want to remind you that we'd love to hear what your thoughts are on anything that we talk about in this episode. You can join the conversation over on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Just search for Podcateers if you're not yet following us. But we'd love for you to join us over on our Discord server. Joining the community is super simple. Just head over to podcateers.com slash 423 and click on the Discord logo. Or you can click on the link in our pinned IG story. Of course, before we begin, we'd like to send a special shout out to an awesome group of people known as the FGP Squad, our podcast fairy godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that help make these episodes of Podcateers possible. As part of the FGP Squad family, you get some additional perks like exclusive discount codes for Podcateers gear, additional content like the Podcateers after show, and access to our happy hour calls, just to name a few. For more information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, we invite you to check out podcateers.com FGP. And as always, a super special thank you goes out to the FGP squad for their continued support. So that's it. That's going to wrap up the intro. We're going to get this thing started. If this is your first time hanging out with us, welcome. We hope that you enjoy this episode and that you come back for more. And of course, if you've been hanging with us for some time, welcome back, friends. Here is episode 423 of Podcateers. And another one. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Just when you thought I was going to come back. That's it, man. You gotta yeah. you gotta drop it in. Yeah. Oh yeah. You gotta Especially any queen. Any you know, you know this podcast, man. We're all music freaks on this podcast. So desired. You can't drop a line from a Queen song and not expect somebody to continue that. Right. It's That's like true. the FGP squad's <laughs> second name is funky group of people for funky music. <laughs> That's what it's called, right? That funky group of people. Yeah. We'll put it to the theme of Funky Cold Medina. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> how's it going, man? Good, good. I just, uh, I'm a little bit late to the game because I heard, you know, you guys were talking about last week, but I just wrapped up Miss Marvel myself and man, pleasantly surprised, I should say. Nice. All right. So your thoughts on the series, your thoughts on the reveals, and how do you think this is going to affect the MCU going forward? Since you guys already did the the spoilers last week, I'm just gonna join in real quick, like as a continuation to your ending last week. Spoiler, 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 spoilers. You've been warned. <laughs> just a short little yep. when Melissa talked about that. And it's weird. When I watched it, okay, we're already jumping to the end of the last episode of Ms. Marvel, but when I watched that last part, I didn't catch the theme. But then all of a sudden, I felt like I knew when he dropped the word, you know, a mutation. Uh, I, I had the friend, 
uh, I already had the feelings of like, whoa, wait a sec. What did I just, did I just hear the right thing? And I rewinded it, or I should say kids, I, I pressed the back button on my Apple TV. <laughs> <laughs> and when it went back, it jumped to that scene and then I heard it. And I like got even more giddy, just like you guys. I was like, oh, it's there. It's happened. Oh, my God. This is, as Hazen would say, this is not a warning. This is not a drill. <laughs> it's real. So, yeah, I was I was stoked. And to go backwards, I just quit Tarantino to you guys. Uh, as I watched each episode, I think there's a lot of things I agree with. Uh, a coming-of-age story told with a cultural twist, really well done. And I think uh, what caught to me, speaking of a Tarantino twist, you know, it's kind of flipping the story because you're going forward, but to go backward, which is very interesting, with these really cool music comebacks from like different cultural backgrounds, but also like like I don't know, like Tron electronic sounds, which I I got the vibes from on the the soundtrack, which I liked, and the story itself with the characters. I Marvel did it again where I didn't really feel like I was going to bond with any anybody in the show. Uh but all the characters gave me a story I liked. I mean, I I was surprised with even the brother of, you know, Miss Miss Marvel. Uh she she I mean, he um didn't seem like a character I was going to like pretty quickly cuz it was like buying into the I'll hate to say it to that culture too much where they're like kind of like, "Oh, you're the sister, you have to take care of this stuff." But no, it all kind of played together at the end and Man, I felt kind of nostalgic with the high school vibes going on too. That that was cool. And uh yeah, like, like just get to her superhero powers are like they're pretty mysterious and just straight out like you're kind of buying into the whole fact of this mutant even though like you mentioned Hazen, that's not her background in the comic books, but this could play as a mutant. Like it has this different type of way of how they use their power. And um, I say she used it wisely in this first season, which was pretty cool, man. And the introduction, I would say this is this is a successful. We'll drop in there, uh, <laughs> even though this is Miss uh, Marvel. Uh, it, it was more successful than another backstory that you talk about a lot of <laughs> a movie for someone else with Marvel in their name. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I I mean everything you said, it, it was just done so well. And it's so crazy because, I mean, at this point, you know, I started thinking about it a little bit more. The soundtrack, by the way, is amazing. If you have an opportunity to listen to the soundtrack, go on your favorite music provider, Spotify, Apple Music, whatever, and listen to the soundtrack because it is so freaking good. Uh, but I, I, I started thinking about it after we talked about it. And Kamran, he... I don't know. I get these like Killmonger vibes from him. Like he ended up leaving at the end and he's like, hey, you know, thanks. You know, I'm, I'm going to escape and everything. But he's got this anti-hero vibe to him where like he's been scorned and like it feels like he f like he's owed something, but he's not. And like he lost everything, but he hasn't. And like, I don't know. Like I feel like we're going to see him again in some capacity. And I think we're going to end up seeing him as a villain the next time we do it's plausible yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't know uh again if you haven't had an opportunity to watch miss marvel on disney plus recommended oh, yeah. i'm 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 such a marvel stan i don't even care okay i'm gonna watch all this i'm gonna watch everything that they put out there on <laughs> disney plus talk whatever you want about it they're all amazing to me 
I'm not getting paid to say this. I just love it. I love the storytelling. I love what they're doing with the characters. I will be the first to admit that there were times where things just got a little confusing because the storytelling didn't feel like it was going anywhere with some of the series. And as this has been building out, we've been talking a lot about, you know, where we're going in phase four and where phase four is taking us. And, you know, this weekend was Comic-Con. And so there's a lot to talk about in (laughs) Comic-Con because I've been saying a lot, like as we go through phase four, as we build phase four, there's no more building phase four, man. As far as we know, there's two more projects that are coming into phase four. So Kevin Feige comes out that I don't even know where to start. There's so much to talk about. Okay. So let's talk about with the cartoon stuff, all the animated series that were announced. Let's talk about all that because that was a good chunk of Comic-Con to begin with. Then we'll go into the live action stuff. So let's flip it a little bit. So they have the Marvel animation panel, right? And they announce trailers. They announce the series. We get dates for some of the stuff that's coming. First thing that we get uh, a glimpse of is I Am Groot. We get a trailer for I Am Groot. Five animated shorts that are coming to Disney Plus starting in August. So we're a few weeks away from this debuting on Disney Plus. Thoughts on I Am Groot and what we've seen so far. Yay! <laughs> He's so cute. <laughs> I'm yeah. No, I'm excited. We're gonna see a little bit more of Groot because it's he's that one character that. It's just fascinating. One line, but it's fascinating what he could do. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, I'm excited. I it's and they're adorable. He's adorable. Oh my gosh, <laughs> it's cute. <laughs> I don't know if I'm wrong on this, but this might be the only trailer I've ever seen where someone actually farts on a trailer. So ah, you oh, added no. to the minivan talk. <laughs> <laughs> There you go, kids, <laughs> for the minivan. <laughs> yeah, that I've That's never, right. <laughs> I've never seen that happen in a trailer, especially a Disney trailer. No, wait. Uh, did they, did they do that in the Lion King trailer? I think the Pumbaa. You're right, Pumbaa. I don't know if Pumbaa that's in the trailer jokes though. About it, but I don't remember hmm. it. I mean, it's Maybe, in the movie. I think you're that's right. Sure. This might be the first time where they actually show it happening. Uh, and it's yeah. a leaf. And it's an amazing <laughs> thing. That's what I was about to say. I wish that happened when I had, you know, too many bean burritos or whatever at Taco Bell listed. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that... if you're natural like Groot, right, you would expect something that cute. Like, that's what Melissa is leading on to is that what Melissa says, it like, even he farts like awesomeness. So that's yeah. the cutest thing ever, yeah. right? So, yeah. And it, part of that part scene, if you watch the trailer, what really got to me, too, is that, like, the little things, maybe you'll be able to explain this better, Hazen. I don't know what those beans are, but they, like, shoot up confetti, too, which makes me feel super excited. I'm like, where did the confetti come from in this trailer? Like, how is this going on right now? And then, I mean, it just gets better and better. And to know that they're shorts. So, I mean, and once again, it gives you a little bit more excitement because you're like, okay. I'm going to be able to binge this out real fast and, like, get all I can consume with Marvel. And then the music. I'm, like, looking. There's, like, a cool little jammy tune again. I'm, like, here we go, Marvel, and your trailers having. I don't think it's a song of any, like, licensing. I just think it's Mm -hmm. a song they made. And it's 
catchy as heck. It's just Groot. You know, he knows how to jam it. That's for sure. Yeah. Honestly, I don't know what those things are, but they seem <laughs> super happy. Onions. Like you said, there was confetti. They start eating the leaf that comes out, which yeah. is just odd. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, I don't know exactly how to feel about this because technically they are eating. So what? <laughs> I mean, Change. plants do need I, fertilizer, yeah. Hazen. I'm just I saying. Guess, that comes I from guess that. every organism has to eat something, right? So, right. yeah, I mean, scientifically speaking, all right, yeah, that happens. But I don't know what they are. I think they're just, they're new to the animated series, and I'm excited. The attendees at Comic-Con had an opportunity to watch, I believe, the first episode of the series called uh, Groot Takes a Bath. And so uh, that... I, there isn't a leak. There isn't anything, you know, on Disney Plus to tease it. All we have is a trailer so far. But, I mean, we're only a couple weeks away, and I'm excited for this. Like you said, Groot's super cute. For for anyone that doubts, you know, or doesn't think Groot is cute and thinks that uh, you can't build a, a series or anything like that with uh, a one-line character... Well, look, Wally's amazing, and that entire film, all he says is Wally. So, good point. There mm-hmm. you go. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, there you go. Cool. So, moving on, we got an announcement for Spider Man Freshman Gear, which is coming in 2024. I got to tell you, man, I am all sorts of confused on this one because, all right, so give me your thoughts, and then I'll tell you why it's so confusing to me. Well, for me, the only comment I got was <laughs> uh, something like it has like a 60s yet yeah, retro vibe I heard or something like that to it. Uh, and that it's it's going to tie in some of our older characters like to see someone like, I guess, Doc Ock might make an appearance in this. So I'm I'm intrigued. And to know already uh, that it might not just be one season is pretty interesting, too. That's that's all I'm at. That's where I'm at. Just intrigued. Yeah. Mel, any thoughts on this one? You know what? It just seems like it's going to be fun. And kind of like, I want to say kind of like, what if? But if Spidey had his own? Yeah. So that's what I'm getting out of it. (laughs) So that's an interesting comment. Uh, So I'm going to tell you why it's confusing and Mm -hmm. why I like Mel's comment. One, I've heard two different reports on when this series is taking place. The first report is that it's taking place leading to the events of Spider-Man Homecoming, which makes absolute sense in the canon of the MCU because, you know, he's a freshman, you know, he's kind of leading up to this, you know, big thing that's going to happen in his life. So that tracks. But then the new report that came out is that this is taking place prior to Captain America Civil War. And I'm not exactly sure how much levity that comment has, but I think it came from an official Disney source. And so that's what's confusing, that if it takes place during that time frame, that means Spider-Man has been a freshman for years, you know, leading up to Homecoming. (laughs) And so that's the first thing that kind of breaks, you know, continuity in the MCU. The second thing is what you mentioned, Larry, is that there are glimpses at some of these old school characters that we've had before, some of these old school villains. We got some Doc Ock that's going to be appearing in this one, Rhino, Scorpion, Speed Demon, Tarantula. Like these are like 
quintessential Spidey villains, right? And so yeah. the fact that they're appearing in this one and they said that this is leading up to Homecoming, that doesn't make sense because Doc Ock wasn't a part of what led into Homecoming. Like, he didn't even know, like, there was a Doc Ock until Far From Home, you know? So there's a lot of competing ideas and theories about where this is going. The show is going to debut sometime in 2024, so we're a bit away at this point from seeing anything. Uh, I I have a, a theory of, about, and I'll talk about this more when we get to the live panel stuff, but um, I have a theory about what, what they released and why they released it here, but... Um, yeah, and, and as far as a second season, they have already greenlit Spider-Man sophomore year. So we, we don't even know what this one's going to be like, and we're already getting a sophomore year. So interesting. <laughs> I'm intrigued. We got a oh. glimpse of his new homemade suit. You know, that was pretty interesting to see because it looks like it's like a hockey jersey. He's got like sweatpants and some knee pads. Uh, he looks very similar to Miles, but in mm. traditional Spidey colors. And he's got a backpack, you know, which I guess has like his web juice hanging from under his backpack in the back. So America, no, it doesn't come out of his butt. It comes out of this like little tank of web juice. Hey, another one for the minivan. Yes, (laughs) score. So yeah, it's an interesting costume. Apparently we're going to get several different versions of of his suit uh, throughout the series. Um, And I mean, it's a a good way to introduce... uh, people to like traditional Spidey, you know, traditional villains. I don't know exactly where they're going to be taking the storyline from, but from, from the images and from the descriptions that we've seen so far, Mel, you brought up a really great point. It, it Mm -hmm. feels like it's a, what if Spider-Man verse version Right, yeah. because he's hooking up with like Norman Osborn in this version. Harry Osborn's a really big part of it. Everyone, <laughs> yeah, it, it's it really does feel like a multiverse version of Spider-Man, whose story we're seeing pan out here. Like it doesn't feel like it can. It can be what's reported, right? That it's leading up to Homecoming. It could be leading to Civil War, but in a different universe. Right. That just. At the end, he just happens to find out. It's like, oh, wow, there's another Spider-Man, and this is what's happening in his universe. Like, he's fighting this guy Mysterio or something. (laughs) So maybe, I don't know. It's kind of confusing at this point. But nonetheless, I'm going to watch it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So Yeah, I will. (laughs) Yeah, there's nothing holding me back from watching it because, again, Marvel stands. So there you go. Yep. Uh, Let's see what else. What if? We got an announcement that we're getting season two of What If. Dude, dude, dude. The Have you seen the trailer for What If season two? I have not. Oh, there's some good imagery in there. They released a trailer. It's not that many days old, which is probably why you didn't realize it was out. I'm going to put it in the blog post for the episode. But there's some really good imagery in there. And... I believe that the attendees at Comic-Con had an opportunity to watch episode one in which Captain Carter goes yeah. up against the Hydra Stomper. 
And the theory mm. is that in the Hydra Stomper, there was a version of Captain America that was controlled by Hydra. It was the Winter Soldier version of Captain America. So there's some imagery of Bucky becoming Captain America. There's some imagery <laughs> of like Iron Man teaming. I mean, it's so good. Like, what if season one was amazing? Was awesome. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Set the, I, set the bar for animation, I think, for Marvel, honestly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And so now with What If Season 2, I'm anticipating it so much more because when What If first came out, I remember we talked about how, you know, we we're thinking like, well, how is this going to influence the MCU? Is it going to be canon? Is it this? And then we found out that almost all of it was canon in the MCU right? at some <laughs> point because it was part of the multiverse. So how is this going to play into the multiverse? So I'm so freaking excited because all it's doing is it's giving us a glimpse of all the movies that are coming in the mm -hmm. next phases. So right. give me more what if, man. What if yeah, season yeah. three, I think, is already greenlit at this point. So I'm, I'm excited for this one. It's coming in 2023. Yes, more what if, more, 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 more. Please, more, more, more. And we talked about this, too, when the first one came out, right? That because it's all theoretical and with the opening of the multiverse, you theoretically have what if season 97, you know, and you always have fresh stories because it's yeah. all theoretical, so, mm -hmm. ah, man, I'm, I'm so for this. I can't even begin to describe it. I can't. It's just being, we're being spoiled. <laughs> Seriously. Come on, Feige. I love you. Did he, do you think he heard me? Maybe. A little bit louder. I hope so. I, mean, I hope so. possibility. <laughs> years a lot. I'm just, just going to print out a t-shirt next time I go to the parks that says, I love you, Kevin Feige. Savior. <laughs> Chosen one. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Oh, X-Men 97. Hello. Goodbye. I'm done here. This is amazing. I was such a huge fan of this one in the 90s. Mm -hmm. Your thoughts on this one? Well, I mean, I heard just like I mentioned earlier when they did the panel that they played the new version of the song. Uh, well, what we've been hearing for the da -da 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 -da, the main theme <laughs> and the crowd kind of like lost it. Yeah. So I can't imagine, you know, seeing they were saying what I can see online that the storyboards looked really good. And if you're looking forward to like something that just brings you back to where the show was, get ready. You're back in it. And this is going to feel really familiar, but with all the enhancement of Marvel animation behind it, which gets me more hyped, honestly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, nostalgia and just what we what exactly what you just mentioned is what we could get the possibilities. I'm just so excited. I mean, yes, you could watch the originals, but to get more out of what was one of the best shows in the 90s. Yes, <laughs> like, mm -hmm. I, I'm curious. I, I mean, I don't think we're going to get the information or if we could get it anywhere. But I'm so curious, once this show drops, how many people are going to be watching this for nostalgia's oh, yeah. sake? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if they're Disney Plus numbers, it's hard to say because Disney Plus doesn't really release those types, types of numbers. And there's a yeah. good reason why, right? I don't think any streaming service releases exact numbers. They release estimates just to kind of mm -hmm. get 
you know, some buzz going around some TV shows, but that's an interesting thing to keep in mind. I would love to know those numbers because, yeah, the X-Men cartoon back in the 90s was such a huge part of so many people's lives. Uh, in many cases, I think it was the introduction that people had into the X-Men and into comics to begin with. And there was so many kids talking about it that you were almost like you almost had to watch it, you know, so that you had something to talk about with other kids. Yep. So uh, I, I love the fact that when they showed the preview, well, when they showed the like the animatics and the screenshots of the characters, like the entire roster's back, the original roster. Yeah. Like, I love that Remy's That's back. Cool. Like, I love Gambit. I love seeing them there. Morph is back. We're going to get some Cable, Bishop, Nightcrawler. Uh, there's some new mutants that weren't there originally that we're going to see as part of this one. Uh, I love the fact that it's taking place immediately after the events of the original run where Professor X mm -hmm. goes up into space and now Magneto's leading the X-Men because mm -hmm. why not? You know, Professor <laughs> X isn't there, so why not? So that's going to be interesting. Yeah, this one is definitely one that I think we're going to keep our eyes on. Like, anytime I get to see Wolverine be, uh, you know, smarty pants. <laughs> smarty pants. You know, <laughs> against anybody, it's we're fantastic. We're going to get the image that we've all been wanting, like, in yeah. the show with him I think sitting so. in bed. Maybe. <laughs> with the picture. Maybe. That was... Maybe. Please do I mean, that. that. The meme coming. that took over the world. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, we might finally get that. And especially considering that, I don't know, I have so many thoughts on this one because the animation style looks exactly the same. You it know, is. and animation has evolved so much in the last two, three decades that for them to go back to this style is already an instant shot of nostalgia, right? On top of that... You know, the, the fact that the entire cast minus Professor X, which I think at some point is going to come back anyway, we get to hear Wolverine being snarky. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I don't know, dude. It just it feels it feels like that warm hug coming home from school from the from the afternoon cartoons that you, get, that you had a chance to watch. Are, are we going to get families to like this is what we need. This is like. We've been wanting the TGIF back. This is when people have the chance to be like, look, you can watch the show after you do your homework. Then we'll watch <laughs> X-Men <Yes>. 97. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? So then you're like, they're just like a, a B, C, D. You know, right? Like, take that notes, kids in the, in the band. Take the notes. C, honestly. C, C, C. <laughs> yeah. No, but for real, though, like, honestly, yeah. there's a part of me that hopes they continue what they've been doing with the Marvel shows and that they release the episodes weekly instead yes. of dropping them all at once because yep. then you get that little bit of nostalgia back as well. And if they took it a step further and they didn't decide to premiere everything, well, they released most live action on Podcateers Wednesday because Kevin was like, you know what, that's when we're going to get the most traction. And then cartoons okay. like on Tuesdays and stuff. So, I mean, I get it. But if they took it a step further and they were like, look, we're going to air this at 5 p.m. every Tuesday, then come on. Yeah, come yeah, on. It's like, it's like up, right kinda. there, right? Yeah. So cool. I don't know. I love it. I'm looking forward to this one. Super fun. Um, let's see. Marvel Zombies. Yes. I was about to say, Melissa. <laughs> Speaking of what yes. if. Yeah. I heard our prayers. <laughs> So Marvel Zombies, Mel called this one when she was like, we need a whole show about zombies. 
Mel, you got your wish. Kevin was like, I love this, Mel. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you. Let's do this. There's there's a couple screenshots that have been that have gone around from this particular part of the panel. And in the screenshot, it looks like we're getting Yelena, Kate Bishop, Jimmy Woo doing some card tricks, thinking he's like Gambit or something. Uh, <laughs> Shang-Chi, Miss Marvel, Death Dealer, Red Guardian, and Katie, also from from Shang-Chi. Mm-hmm. Uh, all teaming up. Like, this is ragtag bunch of heroes getting together. They're not ragtag heroes. They're all pretty well established. I just didn't have another term for it. Yeah. So anybody offended by the ragtag heroes part of it, I'm sorry. I didn't mean These four heroes. Yeah. (laughs) All these well-established heroes. Um, Well, except for Redguard. Anyway, the point is they're all teaming up to fight zombie versions of other superheroes. Uh, So there's there's another shot. Where they show zombie Wanda, uh, I I think it's Ghost. I don't know. Uh, Hawkeye, Okoye, uh, I think it's Abomination, Captain Marvel, and Captain America. And in the background, there's a couple of other characters whose eyes are lit up. You can't tell who those are. There's one that looks like it's got like goggles or glasses on top of their head and for some odd reason the first person i thought of was rogue from the x-men so i don't know if that's who that is but i mean this is exciting because we got zombie captain america and y'all know that every time there's a new show on disney plus they start bringing those characters over to California Adventure. Yeah. So are yep. we getting one step closer to getting our Marvel zombie maze? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That'd be- we are. Wow. We are. Oh, man. And watch. I have a feeling we're going to see zombie Wanda. I don't know oh, why, yeah. but she's the one that's like, she was the most gruesome. I'm just excited. <laughs> I mean, if they did, if they did a Marvel night, for the Mm -hmm. villains where instead of like for Oogie Boogie Bash or something where instead of all the other characters, all you got on Avengers campus were the zombie versions of Cap, Wanda, Strange. uh, Like how awesome would that be? That would be my Christmas. You just, you just (laughs) play the music from what if, or you play from the zombie show and yeah, it would be Christmas for you, right? That would be awesome. <laughs> if that happens, we'll, we'll just have to give a moment of silence to my checking account because it'll right? be totally too. <laughs> by the time. <laughs> I'll have to go twice. Let's just say that. Yeah. It's like, just here's once... my card. Here's yeah. my pin. Just take it all already. Just take it. Already. Just take it. I will give you a picture. Please, here, just do. Just... <laughs> That's funny. Uh, so. That's everything that was part of the official uh, Marvel Studios animation panel. But there was one other announcement that I really think we should talk about that I don't see a lot of other people covering right now. And that is the announcement for Marvel's Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. This is uh, another animated series that's going to be coming to Disney Plus and Disney Channel. And it follows 13-year-old super genius Lunella Lafayette and her 10-ton T-Rex. <laughs> first of its kind. Uh, as far as I know, she's the very first 
teenage African-American superhero in the Marvel Universe. So that has a lot behind it. On top of that, they got uh, three-time Grammy Award winner Raphael Sadiq to come in and be the executive music producer for the show, doing the entire soundtrack. And then on top of that, he's producing the theme song, sung by Diamond White, And I had a chance to listen to a piece of that, and it sounds great. Like, it's got, like, this hip-hop New York vibe. There's a lot of funk. It's so good. I'm excited for, like, what the show is and the soundtrack behind it. And I think the – I had a list. Hold on. I wrote down who was in it. It's starring Allison Brie, Andy Cohen, David Diggs, Maya Hawk, Jennifer Hudson, Method Man, Kobe nice. Smolders, and Wesley Snipes. Whoa. All right. Yeah. That's a good That's lineup. Good. That is a good <laughs> lineup. Right there. So uh, that wasn't really talked about by a lot of people, um, but it's definitely something you're going to want to watch out for. I don't know how the releases are going to happen because it's also supposed to be on Disney Channel, but I imagine that it's going to be something similar to how they're going to release the Chibiverse stuff where it goes on Disney Channel first and then they wait a little bit and then they throw the episode like a week or two later on Disney+. Plus. Don't quote me on that. Once we find out more information, we'll update you, but keep your eye out for this one. I don't know how we're not talking about the dinosaur. Do we I know. want a dinosaur in DCA? Come on. That would be awesome. Imagine Ant-Man versus a T-Rex. Yeah. (laughs) Make it a show. I mean, I'm just saying. Wow. They got projection technology to see this battle happen. We could do it. (laughs) Yep. Bring out drones. Uh, Right? Oh, my God. Don't even get me started on the drones because there's so much they could do right now with that. Oh, man. All right. So... This leads us to the Marvel live-action panel. But before we get into it, I do want to remind you that this episode of Podcateers is brought to you by a fantastic group of listeners known as the FGP Squad, our podcast fairy godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that help make these episodes of Podcateers happen. If you want more info on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, head on over to podcateers.com slash FGP for more information. There you'll find a list of some of our top contributors, a link to our Patreon, and a little info on what the FGP Squad is all about. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to us. You can either send us a message on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, or we'd love for you to join us on our Discord server. Just head on over to the blog post for this episode, podcateers.com slash 423. Click on the Discord link and you'll be able to join us there super quickly. You can also click on the link on our Instagram pinned story to join us as well. Uh, But being a part of the FGP Squad family does get you some additional perks like uh, discount codes for Podcateers gear, additional content over on Patreon like the Podcateers After Show, uh, additional audio clips, uh, access to our happy hour calls, random giveaways, and all sorts of stuff. So again, if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to us. And of course, to all of the members of the FGP Squad, we just want to send a huge thank you for your continued support. All right, so Marvel live action panel, hot damn. Yeah. So much good (laughs) stuff, so emotional. 
we start off by getting the announcement that everything that's happening right now is officially titled The Multiverse Saga. We know that the last 10 years of Marvel content leading up to everything that happened in Endgame was called the, the Infinity Saga. And so now, with everything that's happened, we are currently in the Multiverse Saga. Phase 4, I talked about it earlier uh, in the episode. Uh, I, I was really excited because in my head, like I knew all these Disney Plus shows were happening. But they never computed in my head as being a part of the phase, right? Like, because I've been so used to only seeing films as part of phase one, phase two, phase three, right. in my head, only the films counted as part of the phases for some reason. But phase four officially started with WandaVision. And so from WandaVision, we've had, as part of phase four, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki, Black Widow, Shang-Chi, Eternals, Hawkeye, Spider-Man Away Home, Moon Knight, Moon Knight, Doctor Moon Strange Knight. and the Multiverse of Madness, Miss Marvel, Thor Love and Thunder, the upcoming series She-Hulk Attorney at Law, and of course, wrapping up Phase 4, Wakanda Forever. Now we'll get into Wakanda Forever in just a moment, but again, I've been I've been talking about Phase 4 like, you know, as we're building Phase 4, as we're building Phase 4, Man, we're out of phase four. We are. We're basically out of it. Like we're like two projects away from officially like wrapping life. it up. It's like yeah, it's life. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Okay, so a lot of the projects that were in phase four, I felt like these don't make sense to me, right? And they mm -hmm. didn't make sense to me because I'm not an avid comic book reader like other people are. So I've had to do a lot of research and I've had to learn about a lot of these characters and, you know, where these things are coming from. Like I knew I knew about some of the projects that led up like into WandaVision and stuff like that because I remember reading House of M and I remember reading Secret Wars and I remember reading all these different comics, you know, you know, 10, 15 years ago. So I knew a little bit about it, but I didn't know how they all wrapped together. And now that we have an announcement of where Phase 5 and even Phase 6 is currently going, Great. it's all making sense now. And with the <laughs> announcement that we're officially in the multiverse saga, <clears throat> oh, thank you, Kevin. Love you. <laughs> all right, so let's get into this because we got some, uh, some announcements. Let's talk about some of the trailers. We got a trailer for She-Hulk. That's the next project coming up on Disney Plus as we're getting ready to wrap up Phase 4. She-Hulk reminds me a lot of Deadpool. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that's a good comparison. <laughs> Never thought about that. Yeah. She seems it's to break the fourth wall a lot, uh, especially in the trailer. <laughs> There's even a moment where she breaks the fourth wall and she's almost confused that she did it. Mm -hmm. Right? So it there's this there's this just alertness about where she is that just she's seemingly also confused about. So that's going to be an interesting twist that I want to see explored more during the show. Uh, interestingly enough, I don't recall seeing Bruce as Bruce. Like I always saw him as Hulk. Mm -hmm. And more importantly, because we always saw him not angry, are we officially in Professor Hulk phase for him? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? 
I mean, it so seems like it, right? Join the game, like you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it seems like it. Like it seems like he's got better control now. It seems he's like he's mode. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I I I'm really interested to see where this one goes. There's a lot of criticism about the animation and what you know how it looks in this one. Um. I don't care, <laughs> to be honest. Same. One, Same. because I think there's two things that are throwing people off. Is the animation animated? Yeah, of course. She's animated. Does it look weird in comparison to Bruce? Yeah, because Bruce already had a model based on him from previous Avengers films. On top of that, Hulk's facial features look already really exaggerated because the Hulk was so huge that they had to exaggerate the facial features mm-hmm. for She-Hulk. They're animating, you know, facial features that look almost exactly the same, you know, that don't really change. They don't morph into, you know, this beast of a Hulk. Right. So it, she's right. basically just green. But was it, isn't, I, I would see it like this. She's kind of more advanced and it's explained in the trailer. Like she's able to control it a lot more than he can, so oh, I'm yeah. just gonna say, you know what? There it is. That that's tied to that. It could also be that we're seeing early renderings of her because they just needed something for the trailer. Uh, True. Do you know when? I don't recall when this is releasing. August seventeenth, twenty twenty. Oh, we're close then. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I can't oh. remember. For me, it's funny you bring that point up too because I watched an interview from when they did Comic-Con when they spoke with uh, the main actress, uh, Tatiana uh, Maslany. And she made that point, Melissa, which I thought was great, is that Hulk, when you first saw him appear in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, he did not control any internal... Like he had no control of his internalness. Like He became a whole different person until now we've... What you just bring up, Hazen, now he's like full-on dr hulk (laughs) so it's like now when we see this one it's like it's interesting because she has to deal with that dilemma of having that like i am fully aware and i have to take this all in being that now i'm this new ultra being to get through this so it's a whole nother layer and then we tie in comedy and perfect segue i didn't even think about it hazen to say it's like deadpool it's exactly like deadpool's been given a hand he really didn't want but he could definitely use. And so, yeah. like, I feel like you're getting the same dynamic. And, yes, I love uh, breaking the fourth wall. And the second thing I love in the trailer, spandex. Your best friend is spandex. <laughs> yeah. My life and Nutty Professor, ref- Nutty Professor reference for sure for me. <laughs> yeah, that made me chuckle when he first said that. He's like, who's your best friend? And who she says, like, somebody's name. He's like, no, spandex. Spandex <laughs> your best friend. So good. So. Uh, yeah, I'm not the Hulk, and Spandex is currently my best friend in the form of basketball yep. shorts. So I got you, I Bruce. Think we're talking I, about I'm right there with you, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for agreeing on this one. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so She-Hulk. Uh, it looks fun. There's going to be a lot of villains and a lot of introductions of other characters, including a small glimpse of Daredevil. Now, this introduction is uh, interesting because the Daredevil shot that we get towards the end of the trailer, he's wearing his yellow, black, and red suit, which is the original one from the comics. 
Uh, there's there was a lot of debate on you know well that's not his original suit like it's red like Netflix no Re- the the Daredevil suit from the Netflix series was inspired by the version that Frank Miller and John Romita Jr. created, uh, which was used in the live action TV series The Trial of the Incredible Hulk, mm-hmm. but. Uh, the red suit that we like that we know today was created by Wally Wood in the 1960s. The 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 yellow, red, and black suit was the original one that Stanley and Jack Kirby created when Daredevil first made an appearance. So it's kind of cool that we're getting awesome. this like original suit for him. I don't know where this is gonna fit timeline wise for Daredevil and how officially the series that they brought from Netflix are going to fit into the timeline if ever canonically Um, or if they're just going to call it like multiverse version of these characters because we've already opened that door so it's the easiest thing that they can do but it works I like this yeah like I like this I like where they're going with it I'm excited Mm -hmm. Um, should we jump to the other stuff because I think I think rounding out phase four right now is going to get pretty emotional. So do you guys want to end with that one? Sure. All right, let's end with that part. So let's jump over to phase five. Sure. Because we got a sneak peek of the first film that's kicking off phase five of the multiverse saga, and that is Quantumania. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. This was interesting because we got a look at the poster – and then uh, the people that were in attendance at Comic-Con also had an opportunity to watch like a, a sneak peek of the trailer for the film as well. There were some reports that some stuff had leaked. I didn't get a chance to watch the trailer, but there was a lot of comments about what was in that trailer. And man, I'm excited. <laughs> because one, the poster that we had got that we got officially for Quantumania shows Kang the Conqueror in the background in his official Kang the Conqueror outfit. Mm -hmm. Like we're not seeing Kang from Loki. We're seeing Kang the Conqueror, right? Yep. On top of that, we see, uh, we see both Ant-Man and the Wasp. And then there's a third person suited up. None other than Cassie Lang, but we don't know who she's playing in the film yet though. There are a couple of options because uh, in the comics, uh, as part of the Young Avengers, she showed up as stature. And then she also showed up in The Astonishing Ant-Man as Stinger. Ah. So she suited up. She could be either one of these two characters. Personally, Ant-Man, Wasp, Stinger makes sense. I like it better than stature, uh, even if she does turn out to be one of the Young Avengers. But... I mean, I don't know what they're going to go with. For all we know, they're going to come up with some other, like, she's locust. You know, I don't know. They'll come up with some other <laughs> bug for her to be. So um, we also got some confirmation from people in the audience that we're getting Modoc as part of this film. That is terrifying, considering that we're already getting Kang the Conqueror as part of this film. Uh, Modoc is one of the biggest villains in the, in the Marvel Universe, We're just trying right? to bring the them all out. Yeah. <laughs> and this is exciting because I feel like, you know, we complained a lot how in the Infinity Saga there wasn't the big bad. True. Right? There wasn't, like, Thanos was the only impending 
you know, villain that we had. And even the story arcs were just like whatever when it came to the villains, right? Mm -hmm. Now, with the opening of the multiverse and with, you know, Disney getting rights back from Fox and having access to other villains, now it looks like we're really building these stories the way that they were meant to be built. And that, I think, is the most exciting part that's coming into Phase 5 as part of the multiverse saga. And if this is true, there's a report that in the trailer for Ant-Man and the Wasp, or for Quantumania, where Scott meets uh, Kang the Conqueror. And the report is that he goes up to Kang, they're fighting, and he says, don't you know who I am? I'm an Avenger. And Kang responds with, have I killed you before? Mm. (laughs) And I'm like, oh! I mean, look. The Conqueror of Worlds responded to me like that. I'd be like, I'm out. Mm-hmm. I'll see you later. I'm, I'm, yep, just, disappear. I'm out. Shrink down. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, I didn't get a chance to see the leaked footage. That's the report that people are saying was part of it. But I'm seeing it more and more. So I, I feel like it's true. Mm-hmm. And if that's true, man, that's going to be savage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <Agreed>. Quantumania, <laughs> excited about that. Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3. Look, the Guardians franchise is something that I unexpectedly just grew to love. I had zero expectations when they first announced it. I was never a big fan of the Guardians of the Galaxy. But then they introduced this team. They James Gunn essentially... Thank goodness. You know, made me love all these characters. Mm-hmm. He's back. And, you know, two films in, going into volume three, I mean, th- there was some emotional moments in volume two. For this one, it looks like they're going to center a lot of volume three around Rocket's story. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get to see, like, when he was a little baby raccoon and they kind of, like, you know, brought him to be and all the experiments and everything. Look out, baby group. A baby <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, come on. Baby Rocket's coming, man. Baby Rocket's coming. <laughs> Competitions. <bro>. Yeah. <laughs> so James Gunn officially said that this is confirmed the end of this team up. And so I, I don't know how to take that because I, like, I feel like he, like, people are going to die basically mm-hmm. in this one. <laughs> right? Like long story like if short. That's the end yeah. of this team up. Yeah, well that's the thing. Like, well, I mean, you can't ever say it never because I mean people die all the time in Marvel Diverse and they come back in some form or another. Zombie. Plus, you know, <laughs> right? we're getting Gamora back, you know, so mm-hmm. there's multiverse versions. So is it the end of this specific team up? Yeah, from six one six, yeah. But it leaves the door open for the multiverse versions of them because I did have an opportunity to go back and look a little bit into the Guardians. And this team-up that we have right now isn't even the original team-up. Mm. Like, the original team-up from, like, back in the in the 60s was Vance Astro, uh, also known as uh, Major Victory, uh, Martin X Tanaga, Captain Charlie 27, and Yondu, of all people. Like, wow. Yondu was a guardian. Interesting. Okay? And then, in 2008, 
we were introduced to the team up of Star Lord, Rocket, Groot, Philavel, also known as Quasar, and in some comics, also Captain Marvel, uh, Gamora, Drax, and Adam Warlock, who we had teased in the films, but we never actually saw. So is Adam Warlock coming? Could be. Then in 2015, there was another version, like an, another official version, which was Rocket, Kitty Pride, The Thing, Drax, Agent Venom, and Groot. Mm-hmm. And then eventually Star-Lord Gamora and another character named Angela joined the team. And then obviously like the teams have changed, right? Like in between having those characters and in between those years, they introduced characters, they took characters out. So they had characters like Agent Venom, Ant-Man, Bug, Captain Marvel, Cosmo the Space Dog, which we've seen in um, Mission Breakout. Mm -hmm. Jack Flag, even Iron Man, you know, has been a part of the team. Uh, In the films, we had Mantis. Mantis was also part of one of the revolving characters. Uh, Moon Dragon. So, I mean, there's been all these characters that have been part of the Guardians of the Galaxy at some point not even counting the iterations of, like, they weren't called the Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, they they formed other teams as well. So with all these new characters that they can introduce, with Adam Warlock kind of pending somewhere, I mean, if it's the end of this particular team, you know, maybe we'll see another version of them coming up. But I also feel like this is James Gunn's baby. Yeah. Right? Like, if if they do another version of the Guardians of the Galaxy... It better live up to what James Gunn has done with these three volumes. Otherwise, people are going to be mad. Oh, geez. It's just a lot to unlock. (laughs) A lot. But, yeah, I don't. It's going to be trippy going to see this one because, like you said, it's going to be the last one. Who knows what's going to happen? But at the same time, it's like, oh, is this another end game? I don't want to think of it like that. It'll I'm be gonna. one last adventure. Sorry, Liza. I think it's over. <laughs> I'm just going to put it out there, guys. Sorry. I, think I tried. <laughs> if you hate me for it, I think this is the end. I think James yeah. Gunn, what you said, I'm going to call it. I'm going to put my cards on the table. This is his baby. He loves these characters. He built the, an arc for them, a storyline. And I think if he wants to take the story, I think Kevin, Kev's, the guy you love, will let him take it and just... I don't know, guys. I think we're about to see a lot of bad when you say the word. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, uh oh. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not saying these characters are like okay to get rid of. Trust me, I'm sitting back here like not wanting to happen, but I just don't like the way this is going. Like M- Melissa said, are we about to see something? I'm like, yeah, I could see that <laughs> for sure. It's gonna yeah. be bad. I mean, it it makes <laughs> sense too, right? From a cinematic standpoint. Like, even going back to Endgame, right? There's Mm -hmm. a reason why guys like Robert Downey Jr. were like, no, I'm done with Iron Man, because you've been doing the same character for a decade, you know, plus. Yeah. And on top of some people getting typecast as these characters, which, if you're in the MCU, I don't think anybody cares about getting typecast as your character. (laughs) But they, I mean... I hate to say it, but they're they're getting older, right? And so there's yeah. only so much that they can do with special effects to continue making these characters look the way that they did 10 years ago. And so it makes sense that they're replacing them with all these new characters because just like in the comics, 
things happen to these characters that we care about. The stories move on. You know, there's a lot of real life elements that play into the films. So, you know, leading into these next two phases, it would make sense that some of these characters or some of the the actors that are playing these characters maybe want to keep doing it, but they understand why it's time to move on. Right. So can they live on an animated series? Yeah, obviously, it's easier to live on an animated series doing stuff like what if and stuff like that. But on the big screen, they need to start introducing the new characters. Right. It's kind of like they're doing with Star Wars. They're introducing a lot of new characters. People may not like it, but they're not catering to the old fans anymore. They're building a new fan base that's going to be around for them for the next 20 or 30 years, the way that the current fan base has been there for the last 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 years. Right. So Mm -hmm. they're thinking about the future. So it makes sense. Uh, How many people are going to be gone at the end of this one? I don't know, but it, it feels like it's gonna be a really sad ending. <laughs> I, I don't. Uh, I, we're don't all I don't think I mean, we're gonna. This is not the saddest part of the podcast, guys. <laughs> right? No, I know. Strap no, in. and it's not exactly. <laughs> well, but it's gonna be a really sad ending. Um, what are they gonna do? What about the ride? Like that's what I'm thinking. Like if this is gonna happen, like I know oh, this is why it's video based. Sometimes like video, right? It's video based. So chances are you could make some modifications, but. How does that play out? Because I they really haven't had ran into that problem in the park yet, where if one of these main characters goes, like they're gone. I mean, they still bring out Iron Man. Still walks. Yeah, right. They still bring out those characters, but a ride, which that's another question for right. That's what I was thinking. But James Gunn made it. If you see his interview, at least unless he's just a very good salesman, he made it sound pretty obsolete. Like. There will be yeah. not like saying there's going to be. He's just saying that these characters have have ran their story, and that's kind of so, like leaving it out yeah. there. What if he's actually telling us that, and we get the complete opposite? Oh, man. <laughs> I, I mean, who knows? So. <laughs> <Evan>. <laughs> I mean, it could be a swerve, right? It is Marvel; they can swerve us at any time. Yeah. Right? But I feel like James Gunn is one of those people that he's like. I, he's pretty open with the projects yeah. that he makes. He like he's usually the ones he does. I mean, yeah, he's not the type of person to tiptoe around. Like he gets in. I feel like he gets in trouble a lot with Marvel for revealing stuff. All a the lot time. of studios. Like I could be wrong. Yeah, you know, he, but he I feel goes like live he's just the type on his social yeah. media, and he'll say stuff like that, and then he gets in trouble for it. But I don't know. See, so, and he's technically know, he's the, I do think... a little bit untouchable because Disney did try to cut ties after some tweets back in the day, but then he's back because you know we found out that it was not that big of a deal, and you know everything went down. So it's like he's like kind of like the Michael Jordan effect where he could say what he wants to say and be like, "Oops, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what are you gonna do?" <laughs> well, I mean, look, I think that I think I think Disney. I don't want to say that he's untouchable, right? I think at some oh, I'm point, saying like in regards yeah, to spoilers, I, not to what right. Say, I like, I I want to say yeah. I want to say I don't want to say that he's untouchable when it comes to that stuff, but I think he's given a little more leeway because one, like I feel like he does it. If you think back on the things that he said, it's not like 
like a blatant reveal, right? It's, yeah. It unveils a part of the story, but he's never giving away anything fully. Mm-hmm. Unlike other cast members, like Tom Holland's probably the worst. <laughs> yes, and then yes. like him and Mark Ruffalo I was gonna say, are Ruffalo. probably the worst. Yes. Ooh, yeah, he, he, he's like yeah, like a Ruffalo. Risk maybe Ruffalo's him. the worst. No, he Ruffalo, is. That he's movie. A risk. <laughs> yeah, so I would say that it's not like at that point, but like he always gives enough for people to be super excited. Oh yeah, and on I top agree. of that, like, like taking taking the Guardians, like all of every everything in 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 the Infinity Saga was these characters that were seemingly not the best characters that Marvel had. Like they started off with Iron Man, a total B character, and they built it up into this like huge franchise, right? Mm-hmm. The Guardians were kind of the same. Like the, the Guardians of the Galaxy weren't the most popular comic, and James Gunn made them one of the most beloved franchises in there's Marvel history. There's a ride. There's a ride. Yeah, <laughs> like there's a fucking ride. Yeah. Exactly. On top of that, then not just here. There's Cosmic Rewind oh, at Disney World. Good point. Right? Like there's a freaking that. roller coaster. That's how popular these characters are. On top of that, Disney got a little glimpse at the genius that is uh, James Gunn when they cut ties with him, and he went off and did Suicide Squad. And Mm -hmm. that turned out to be an amazing movie for the DC Universe. So, (laughs) yeah. So the fact that Disney's like, okay, let's cut him a little slack because he just makes gold out of the stuff that we give him. Right? He's just a really great writer and a really great director. So, I, I don't know. I... I hope I'm, that he's yeah. scheduled to do other projects in the next couple of phases, even if it's not Guardians. Or maybe he introduces the new set of Guardians. Right. Right. I, maybe that's I just don't the way know. to tease just, us. Right. Yeah. To say. Yeah. I just, I don't know. There's so Questions. many things going through my head right now. <laughs> I don't know. What Damn if? Damn it. All right. <laughs> right. So, anyway, Marvel, how dare you? Uh, volume three, Guardians of the Galaxy. That's going to be coming out uh, May of 2023. So we got some time to mourn the Guardians. <laughs> to prepare. We, stand. we have some time. And after the prepare. film, yeah. yeah, and after the film, we got a good, you know, four or five years before we have to worry about them changing the attraction or anything. So we're good for a while. Don't worry about that. We're fine. All right. So, uh, Continuing with Marvel Phase 5, before we get into the other big announcement, considering that we're talking about this right now, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp is going to be followed by Secret Invasion in spring of 2023. There's not a lot of information about this. Uh, There's still, you know, just kind of some lingering graphics. uh, But it's coming. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 releases May 2023. Summer 2023, we're getting three releases. We're getting Echo, Loki Season 2, and on July 28th, we're getting The Marvels. That is the film that we recently got a tease for at the end of Miss Marvel with uh, Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel, and Monica Rambeau. That's coming in about a year from now. Fall of 2023, we're going to be introduced to Ironheart on Disney+. Plus. We finally get a release date for Blade. That's yeah. November of 2023. That's also a really exciting one because Blade was one of those films that was just so action-packed when they released it, back when Wesley Snipes played him. And, I mean, this is one that I've you know been, been closely looking forward to as well. 
winter 2023 and 2024, so December, January. We're getting Agatha, yes. uh, but no longer House of Harkness. Nope. We're getting Coven Agatha, of Ch- Coven of Chaos. Yeah. Oh Interesting <laughs> title flip. Yeah, it sounds better. <laughs> Sorcery. I mean, yes, that's all you could think of is dark magic and what else they're going to give us because, man, episode seven was a lot. So if they could do more based on that, yes. Thank you, Kevin. <laughs> you heard us. Yeah. <laughs> Can I rewind the script I'm... a little bit uh, real quick? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're going to do this, Hazen, but... On Secret Invasion, I heard I saw an interview with. Oh no, it used to be Agent of Shield. She's gonna yeah, be yeah, in yeah. it. But what I heard is she she did an interview and she said this show first. We're gonna see uh, Fury back, so I'm psyched. Yeah. Second, the show when you watch it, be prepared to not know who's who. So we're definitely gonna see the uh, people that That's shift. That's right. Who, oh, what are they called, Hazen? Scrolls. I know you know this. Scrolls, thanks, yeah. Melissa. Nice. Hey. That you will watch the show and you will not know who's who. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Remember, like, what if? When we watched What If, we were like, mm-hmm. oh, man, what does this all mean? Like, what does it mean, right? We're all Jack Skellington. Skeleton. Question marks. <laughs> right? So when I heard that, I was like, well, first, I'm psyched because I love anything tied to that older back-in-the-day phase of Marvel and now to think there's going to be these like hidden things with the squirrels, I'm like, oh man, that's going to be super good. But yeah, sorry. Now we go back. Not to confuse everybody. <laughs> no, I didn't see that interview. So that's actually great information because it is. <laughs> that was a huge twist for me. I mean, we did get a glimpse of it uh, at the end of Captain Marvel. Yeah, yeah. There's you know, like we a got quick a little scene. glimpse of that. Oh, yeah. Shift. Yes. Yeah, in the mm-hmm. theater. You know, mm-hmm. so we got that. Um, and then wasn't there another tease at the end of it was one of the Disney Plus shows? Yeah, they're driving in a black Escalade, if I remember. Yeah. Oh gosh. I don't which remember which. The point is that we've been leading up into that one. The introduction so of them. That. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh man. See, those are the little pieces of information that just make me even more excited for these damn <laughs> series. No. Okay. Psyched. All right. Here we go. All right. Um. Chaos. Cabinet. So yeah, so Agatha, <laughs> Agatha House of Harkness, no longer known as that, Agatha Coven of Chaos. Uh, it's an interesting change. I don't exactly know why they changed it, but they also pushed the date. It was supposed to come out a lot sooner than when it's currently slated for now. So I wonder what happened to make it get pushed and to get the the title change. Uh, regardless. I don't care <laughs> Same. because Catherine <laughs> Hahn is just so awesome as Agatha Harkness that, you know, I, I like what they did with her in WandaVision. So like when she, when they told us we're getting a spinoff, I was like, uh, yes, please mm-hmm. let's do it. So are we getting more Ralph Boner? Oh, <laughs> who knows? Who knows? <laughs> I mean, we've officially opened the multiverse. So technically That's... there would be a, Hmm. Hmm. Remember when that first came out and we went crazy with WandaVision? We're like, yeah. the X-Men are coming. <laughs> coming. We're like all crazy We were like jumping it. the gun so far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, look, man. If ever. Oh, well, let's finish it. up this one because we got two. Because we got two here to round out phase okay. five. So after. Oh, three. So after Agatha, Coven of, of Chaos, 
we have Daredevil Born Again coming in yes. spring 2024. And that's exciting because it's not six or seven or eight episodes. It is 18 episodes of yeah. Daredevil coming to Disney+. Plus. That is a crazy storyline if we're that's getting 18 long. episodes. I know. Man. I hate to say this, but I hope that it's not a bunch of filler stuff. I oh, no. really hope for 18. I'm hoping it's Cameo yeah. City. It's like cameos yeah, I everywhere. Mean, <laughs> so, it could be. I it could be because there's so many related yeah. characters. And in the area as well. There's yeah. overlapping. Yeah. So Yeah. That's my maybe. Hope. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, you're right. I mean, it could very well be that, which is why we need the introduction to give proper introduction to all of these characters, right? And more importantly, I think the biggest and I don't even know how this is going to happen and it could happen in the 18 episode arc but there's a villain known as the Hood that is kind of like a mafia kingpin where like even guys like Doc Ock have joined in in his like band of of misfits you know so to speak so um Parker Robbins is a character that I think at some point we're going to get introduced to that might be the story arc that we get for that Daredevil series. Who knows? But I feel like that's a character that we're going to see really soon because, like you said, Mel, there's all these characters. I have so much to cover. Damn it. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, super excited. Okay, so this was one of the bigger announcements for ending Phase 5 is that we're getting... Uh, in May 2024, we're getting Captain America New World Order. They, we knew that there was a Captain America film coming. We finally got a title for it. We also have a release date. But on top of that, in July 2024, we're getting the Thunderbolts film. The Thunderbolts film, we just talked about the Suicide Squad. The Thunderbolts is kind of Marvel's answer to the Suicide Squad. It's a bunch of villains that they get together that they team up and they do stuff. <laughs> so I I don't know who they're going to introduce as the villains for that one. That's going to be an interesting list. We're going to keep an eye out for that. And if they did release it as part of the Comic-Con announcements, uh, I apologize. I don't remember seeing that anywhere, but I'll keep an eye out for it. Uh, so that's, that's going to round out phase five. And, it was interesting that as part of Phase 5, we didn't see announcements for anything else that there was speculation for until Kevin said, oh, by the way, we have some Phase 6 news for you. And everybody's like, what? Phase 6? But you One just gave thing. us an entire lineup for 5. <laughs> right? right? <laughs> so he announces Phase 6. And in Phase 6, there's about a dozen projects starting in fall 2024. So there's going to be some overlap with phase five. But the first film that's slated, like the first official film that's coming as part of phase six, is the Fantastic Four November 2024. Finally. So we finally have a Fantastic <laughs> Four film. We're getting yep. some official news on it. The logo that's been floating around is the logo that they're using for it, unless they decide to change it last minute or they change the title like they did for Agatha, which I doubt. This is like, but it was like a that's mobile phone release. How many times we saw that logo? You know, when you get all the pre, uh-huh. we got leaked phone, phone <laughs> schematics. Yep. We kept exactly. getting the four image for like years now. 
<laughs> exactly. I feel like it got to the point where if they didn't use that logo, people were going to riot. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, I know. They right? would have just slightly changed the color. What is this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They just had to use it. If it wasn't official, if it was just some like fan thing, they had oh, to have reached man. out to the artist and been like, hey, can we just use this? Because people are going to be pissed if we don't. <laughs> you know, so. Comic-Con might burn that was down. The- yeah, exactly. Right? So if that was the case, good on them. I hope they got paid for that. So that's the first official movie coming in phase six. And then we had the bombshell drop that in May 2025, we're getting Avengers, the Kang Dynasty. And everyone in Hall H loses it, right? Because ah, finally another Avengers movie and it's called Kang Dynasty. And then Kevin pulls a Steve Jobs and he's like, oh, by the way, there's one more thing. One more thing. <laughs> and then he says that in November 2025, just months later, we're getting Avengers Secret Wars. And the crowd goes wild. This is insane. Mm-hmm. Because that means that ending out the multiverse saga, we're getting two Avengers movies very similar to how we capped out the Infinity Saga with Infinity War and Endgame. A recipe. Exactly. Well done. <laughs> That's me. Exactly. Kisses to the chef. <laughs> yes, exactly. See, I don't know if I'm emotionally ready for that. That's a lot. Because <laughs> Endgame had his crying in fetal position for a while, and it's like two. <laughs> After that announcement, I'm like, Oh, that's we're gonna have to recover a little longer than the, than Endgame. <laughs> I mean, we've had how many years at this point? Too soon. Mm. I mean, Endgame, Endgame <laughs> yeah. released back in 2019. Uh huh. Right, and by no, 2025, 18? when this? No, no, you're right. You're right. I want to say it was 2019. Yeah, yeah you're 2019. right. 2019. Yeah. So I mean, we have uh, from 2019 to you know 2025. So the next you know, one. it's a good six-year gap, you know, between them. Uh, I do feel that, you know, the phases are moving much faster than they used to. Yes. But that's okay. <laughs> I mean, if the next three phases only take two years, then we're going to have some emotional issues. Like, every every Marvel film is going to have to start coming with a side of psychiatric help. And tissues. So that you can talk to somebody. <laughs> and tissues, yeah. <laughs> Uh, like every like, you're gonna have to stand in line for a hug at the end of the film as you're walking out of the theater or something. Thanks, Hazel, because for that. If... Avengers Endgame, I appreciate that that hug. Yeah. <laughs> you gave me one. We really did. Hey, you hey gave man. Me a hug after that. I I understood. I understood how you were feeling at the end of. I walked out and I, I went right into to Galaxy's Edge. That was a very overwhelming day. <laughs> oh my gosh. So yeah, I mean. I, I love the fact that they're capping off Phase 6 and the Multiverse Saga with another Avengers film. Like you said, I don't I don't know if I can take it. Especially considering that there's a lot of characters already that I'm starting to grow really attached to. That was my biggest concern going into this phase, right? That there wasn't going to be characters that I was going to connect with. But honestly, I didn't see that happening in the first, you know, in the Infinity Saga either. Right. So, I, I have a quick question, so maybe yeah. for like even the FGP squad on this, and, and it may be proven scientifically. You could probably add it up, and I'm just don't have it here in front of me. Does it feel faster because before we just waited for the movie releases and Marvel Cinematic Universe, but now in between we're so lucky to have Disney Plus 
to launch all these shows. So now it feels like things are coming faster because we have so much content in between the movie releases because that's what I'm excited about. That's what gets me pumped that I remember the previous phases. I'd always be like, oh, man, now we got to wait for another movie to come out. Another but now year like, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm all like, all right, what's next? What, what am I looking for? What's the next part? But yeah, it, it, it feels like looking when you look at the timeline for the phases right now, you're like, whoa, that's a lot to swallow up front. And it's just yeah. because like you just said, Hazel, when we started the podcast, it feels like we just blew past phase four. Like that was like, boom. Yeah, like that literally, that was that was on purpose. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's a little bit of both, right? Because from a linear point, it really is faster. Because Iron Man 1 released back in 2008, and we didn't finish the Infinity Saga till 2019. So that's yeah, 11 that's years time. between the beginning and the end. But Phase 4 officially kicked off with WandaVision in January of 2021. And this is capping off at the end of, like, in November 2025. That's only five years. Yeah, it's half. Dang. You know, okay. so that's half the time to go through three phases. And that's a crap ton of content. Yeah. It's going to be All like right? a freight train. Like, <laughs> yeah. And think about it. For phase six, we just kind of went through phase four. Phase five, you know, there's a bunch of unreleased stuff that some of it doesn't have an actual release date. It just says like spring 2023, summer 2023, fall 2023, but there's no actual dates to them. True. For phase six, there's about a dozen projects and so far three have been announced. Yeah. Fantastic Four and the two Avengers films. Everything else is like fall 2024, winter, spring, summer, but nothing is titled yet. Which means that somewhere in between, we're getting X Men. That's what I'm thinking. I was like, hmm, it's a good way to drop it. (laughs) Right. And so here's my theory. I said this at the very beginning that I was going to talk about this. I think that at Comic Con, they released enough information so that the people at Comic Con were like, cool, this was worth it. Thanks for dropping all this. But in a in a month or so at D23, I think we're going to get a lot more and we're going to start hearing the word mutant a yeah. lot more. I think yep. people switched their phones on because the tickets sold out pretty quickly. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. That's what they did. They went, whoop, whoop. Is there anything out there? <laughs> yeah, I immediately, it was like a chain reaction after that. When I saw online, it was like, I couldn't scroll fast enough. Like, hence scroll, like just dropping that in there. But yeah, I was just like <laughs> on my phone, like, this is, this is crazy. Like, they're going to announce, like you said, there's not all 12 on there. There's going to be so much more at D23. So all you guys already as our Disney fam are out there, like be prepared. Yes. Yeah. And, and it has to be at this D 23, right? Because D 23 is every couple of years. Like they, they do have destination D on alternating years, but if we're getting D 23 this year, that means D 23 isn't going to happen again until 2024. And with the year anticipation, that's too short of a time I mean, obviously it's not because lately I feel like Marvel has been waiting until the last minute to give us trailers, maybe to not spoil things. Because I don't remember seeing stuff for Love and Thunder until like two weeks before the movie Mm. released. Yeah. And so I feel like it's becoming a trend where maybe they're doing it so less spoilers happen. But 
that might be the case. I mean, who knows? They might wait until 2024 to drop more stuff. But I have a strong feeling that at D23 this year, we're going to get a lot more from Marvel, especially in terms of X-Men. I'm guessing at least titles are going to get dropped. Maybe not timeline, like dates, but I'm guessing they're going to give you title project titles. It would be nice for Ryan Reynolds to just pop up. I mean, I'm just saying. Look at that. Interesting. <laughs> I mean, let's just add it. Just planting saying. seeds out there. <laughs> well, I mean, there is there is a a rumored Deadpool 3 film. Yeah. So not more information is available, but what if fall 2024, right before Fantastic Four, turns out to be Deadpool 3? Oh man. Hey, there, fall hey. 2024. Also turns out to be the X Men, or or mm-hmm. or it's not even full X Men. Maybe they start with Wolverine and they start resetting oh, the Hugh Jackman, the you know, version of Wolverine. And in you. fall twenty twenty four, or or the <laughs> first project before Fantastic Four is announced as Project X at D twenty three, because Project catchy. X would technically give us a timeline for Logan and it would give us a timeline for Deadpool because Mm -hmm. Wade is not a full mutant. He was a genetically created mutant. So that could lead into Deadpool and it could lead into Wolverine or an X-Men film. I know I'm speculating, but I'm like, Kevin just dropped Daredevil and then magically... He was in the next film. Magically, he's going to be coming out on Disney+. Plus. Suddenly, this happens. Hmm. I don't know. I'm just going by what Kevin's been doing. (laughs) Trying to refollow those steps. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I want to say that... I want to say that Weapon X... I I called it Project X. It's Weapon X. Um, I want to say that Weapon X has actually been talked about in in one of the MCU films at one point. I can't I don't remember if it was in the Incredible Hulk or if it was in the first Captain America film. But oh, I want to say that Weapon X was referenced. We got homework. Yep. Ah. Homework for everybody. Yep. Hurry it up. September's coming. I... <laughs> <laughs> All right. I you know what? I I'm almost I want to say that it was the end scene for Iron Man Two, one. one I don't them? know. I got to me. It was for one of them, but I want to say that Weapon X has been referenced in the MCU before. I'd have to go back and check. I don't remember. Um, but that's great because there's some reference to it, right? There's uh, everything that's coming. There's been references for, including the final film that was announced that we're going to talk about finish up the podcast with and that's Wakanda Forever. Wakanda Forever. Yeah, that's it's coming sooner than I think my emotions can handle because (laughs) that is coming this November. It's just months away. The trailer dropped for this and it's one of the only trailers they actually released. Your thoughts on the trailer? Emotionally going in and emotionally leaving that theater. That's all I could think of, just emotions and the imagery. And yeah, 
it, it's the way that they the the song that they played and then what they just what you just keep hearing is everything's gonna be okay and it's like no it's gonna i'm gonna cry because all i mm -hmm. i'm just gonna be missing you know t'challa up there and it's you could even see them in the the trailer the queen how she has her emotion how she's she's woo how she is just passionate and i'm like oh man tissues take tissues just take tissues don't even don't even doubt just take them a friend's gonna need it guaranteed mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah emotional for sure when it came when it dropped and i remember you guys were you know texting like you gotta check these out and i was like all right so then i i didn't it's weird when i watched it i i know chad's chadwick bowman Bo mm -hmm. right I, I didn't i knew when he had passed you know it was a thing right that i didn't i was sad for him as an actor to be gone as a person for what he stood for and what roles he took but when this trailer hit it made me really come to conclusion that god that character did build a lot in one to two movies i guess you know it, it and what if too like the attachments that I had immediately, like I still I'm getting right now, it's like a chill that just ran through my body, like knowing like, oh, we have to deal with this. Like mm -hmm. not only as it being a cinematic movie, but as now being represent represented in this Marvel universe for them to intertwine it with the story. It's like a double hit. And then, like you guys said, then they drop the music and you see the imagery, which definitely probably has some imagery of what could be like a, a ceremony of a goodbye to someone in a traditional, yeah. you know, funeral. And I, that's when it hit me. It was weird because I watched it. And I was like, whoa, I do have an emotional tie to this movie in a bigger way than I would have thought like I was ready for it before and I always talked in the podcast like I am looking forward to this movie mm -hmm. to see what they're gonna do but I didn't realize like we're talking about like here like I was like sucked into a point where I was like I'm gonna have to deal through this like and find a way to reconcile with the character being gone and what it stood for and man uh, they look like they're I'm excited a uh, still but now I'm like, I'm moved, which is crazy to say about a comic book style movie, right? It's not, yeah. it's more than that now. And this is why people are like, oh, you're into Marvel movies or whatever, uh, whatever, what's his name? James Cameron. Always <laughs> oh, talking trash about Marvel. <laughs> no, dude, Titanic never hit me like that trailer just hit me right now. Right. Like, seriously. And that's like right. a minute and what, 40 seconds? <laughs> like, yep. Dude, hey, I was, that's when I came to this like realization, like, wow, this is going to be, it looks good. I'm in. There's so much story happening so quick in these segments. But wait a sec. I have to find out how to deal with this and still feel good. Like, where do we go from here? It's going to be all right. It's like, oh, man, so good. Yeah. You know, Ryan Coogler is very quickly becoming one of my favorite directors because the things that I've seen him do are so impactful. You know, when Black Panther was released back in 2018, it wasn't just a fun, action-packed Marvel film. It was the first film that I think hit me on that level. The way that he told their story, and not once did, did he tell a story where he was demeaning any of the people in the story. He lifted them up, 
he showed how strong women can be. Like the Dora Milaje is yes. one of the strongest groups in the MCU. Seriously. And the way that they were portrayed is almost how how I think a lot of us see the women in our families. You know, we we talked a lot about representation in this film and why it mattered so much. And especially over the last couple of years with everything that went on, you know, what this film meant to so many people. I know that there's a lot of criticism out there, but Marvel is just knocking it out of the park when it comes to how it's representing different cultures. You know, most recently we saw it with Miss Marvel. Yeah. You know, there yeah. there was a lot of context about how are there bad people in every culture? Yeah, absolutely. But Miss Marvel did a really great job of showing that not everyone is like that. Black Panther like meant a lot to me. Like the 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 story between T'Challa and T'Chaka like just connected with me like on a whole different level. Mm. <clears throat> and so I was sad for for Chadwick Boseman when he passed, not just as a person because, you know, he was, you know, because of what he was silently going through while he was still filming all of this. Like that that to me is like a real life hero. That's beyond oh, yeah. the Black Panther, right? That's just like the strength. That's a, exactly. Like hero right there, right? Yep. And so that like to me losing him meant like losing somebody that represented a community that badly needed that type of representation. And so it was clearly seen in the film. So the fact that they're giving him like a funeral at the beginning, not just the character, like that funeral is not for T'Challa. That funeral is for Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. It's just labeled as T'Challa because it's the film. But for everyone that worked on that film and grew close to him like that funeral is not for T'Challa. Mm-hmm. That is for Chadwick Boseman. Agreed. And so that representation matters a lot. And so now the additional representation with the character that Denosh Huerta's playing, dude, when I saw him turn around in that headdress with the jaguar and like yes. the feathers, I was like pretty epic. Dude, dude. <laughs> I like I like coming goosebumps. out like, cool, man. I can't That's why I cool. text you like, immediately. <laughs> I I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. Freaking goosebumps, dude. Like there was that chill that came inside of you that I like I've probably seen that trailer like 10, 15 times at this point. And every time that I see it, I get I get the chills, right? And I get it. Look, somebody's gonna be a villain here. You know, and who's gonna be like the full blown villain? Is it gonna be the Atlanteans? Who knows? But there's a whole story that can be told here because, uh, in short, uh, Namor was, believe it or not, the actual very first in-print mutant that Marvel ever uh, told the story for. Mm. So, yeah, we got an inkling of it it in Miss Marvel, but Namor's technically the very first mutant. So... This could be the way to recatapult that story. And Namor's background, it, like all the Atlanteans are blue because whatever, James Cameron. Uh, like so that? all the Atlanteans are <laughs> you blue. <like> that? <laughs> you but, like that call out? Uh, In water. Yeah, I love it, dude. Yeah, of course. Um, but 
uh, Namor is. I think in the comics he's got a human father and an Atlantean mother. I believe that in the film they're flipping that. I think it might be an Atlantean father and a human mother. But that's why his skin tone is different than the rest of the Atlanteans that you see in the trailer. And so, yeah, and so it could be that the Atlanteans are in a power struggle with him because he's king. And so they don't want him to be king because, you know, he's a mudblood or whatever, you know, yeah. but bad Harry Potter reference. Hey. But, <laughs> you know, if if he's not a full bred, you know, Atlantean, they might want to overtake it. And so maybe they start beef with Wakanda because traditionally in the comics, uh, Black Panther and Namor have had a lot of fights like they've had a, like beef for years in the comics. So it could be that he starts it. It could be that the other Atlanteans start it or like he doesn't want to fight them because they just lost their leader. And like, maybe he wants to connect with them and they're like, Oh, well this vibranium is ours, but the Wakandans are claiming the vibranium. I don't know. I don't know what the story's going to be, but towards the end of that trailer, it's freaking emotional dude, because oh, yeah. there's floods happening. There's fires happening. Like it looks like just all disasters. of Wakanda's being submerged in the water. I know Melissa like, was talking about Endgame. I'm like, dude, the trailer for Black Panther's already got me. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah we don't even have to old. wait till the <laughs> no. end of Phase Six for these Avengers movies. Like, I feel like I'm really gonna just hit hard at the now. end of Phase Four. <laughs> yeah, the end of Phase Four is gonna be super emotional. So, it's I, I don't know. There's there's so much imagery in this one. I mean, we're we're introduced to Riri Williams. There's, uh, you know, there was there was a lot of people translating uh, all of the text that was in the throne room, uh, yeah. and I think it it's was translated. Epic, there was, yeah. So there was there was a couple scenes from the trailer, and there was a couple of leaked photos from the set mm-hmm. where they were showing the throne room, not as the film was, and so people were able to piece that together. They translated the Wakandan text. And if we read it all together, it says, rest in power, King T'Challa, our hero, t'was an honor, Wakanda forever. So that's Aww. that's what the entire set of pillars says inside of the throne room. Oh, man. Um, yeah. Dang, so that's I'm heavy. Telling you, there's, <laughs> yeah. There's, I mean, that's that's like super early in the trailer, right? Like there's, there's all these like there's shots of different characters. Oh, and that's not even, that's not even it. Okay. That's like, it's not even just a trailer. It's the fact that like right before they started this presentation, Kevin Feige's all like, all right, well, we've talked about the past. We've talked about the future. Now let's talk about forever. And the lights go out. Yeah. Really? Really? Okay. So then the lights go out. Right. And then they follow it with a live performance. Yeah. All right. They follow it with a live performance by uh, Baba Mal and Masamba Diop. Okay. And they're playing the drums and they're singing and he's on the soundtrack. Like he, he plays a big role in making the soundtrack sound so authentic and super emotional. So they're singing. They have all these drummers and dancers coming out in the middle of Hall H. And then they go up to the stage and then they introduce Ryan Coogler. That's it how was amazing. It. That's how they introduced this section. That's how they introduced the trailer for Wakanda Forever. Yep. Come on. It was beautiful. Man. Come on. 
You just saw them go down the aisles. It was nice. I know. Deep breath. I know. <laughs> Couple that with how emotional the first five seconds of the freaking trailer were. Yeah. Yep. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, side note, uh, if there's anyone going to take on, uh, you know, Wakanda, it's going to be people that can ride whales. That was pretty, oh, <laughs> that dude. Was pretty intense in the trailer. That look. I'm like, dude, I- I'm not all, I'm scared of the ocean, and I can't imagine people riding whales. I mean, that's. That's dope. <laughs> that's pretty well, epic. I've seen people do it with dolphins. <laughs> I've seen people do it with dolphins, but, whale. but never a like, whale. <laughs> that's just craziness. Yeah, there's, and it's like a full group, like. Forget your submarines. I got a whale. Yeah. yeah. Right? <laughs> and who knows? Namor probably knows if Megalodon is real at this point. And so if at oh, some geez. point we just see this dinosaur-esque <laughs> whale Come out? or shark. Oh, what is no. Megalodon supposed to be? A shark or a whale? A shark. A combo a shark, shark whale like a... dinosaur thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see that. A shark? Yeah. A like, shlark? look, if, if Megalodon <laughs> appears somehow and just, like, gobbles up Wakanda... Like we got some problems. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Crossover Confirmed. to the max. <laughs> Confirmed. I had to bring some levity. Sorry. Yeah. It was too heavy, man. Oh, it was heavy. Uh, well, I mean, look. All right. So let, let's cap it off with this. So there was there was a lot of really heavy stuff. There was a lot of action scenes. There's a lot of speculation about who the the villain is going to be in this, whether it's going to be Namor, whether it's going to be somebody else on that ship that they're attacking. Uh, but more importantly, at the end, we get a tiny glimpse before they fade to black and they say Wakanda forever. And that is someone in the Black Panther suit. Who is in the Black Panther yeah. suit? Yeah. I don't know. Don't know. <laughs> Excited though, <laughs> we is shall that... know. We shall find out mm-hmm. later. When is that in the movie? That's what I'm like. When is that in the movie? Mm-hmm. Is that mm-hmm. early, mm-hmm. late start? Oh! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So here's the thing. Um, I, I've always thought it was going to be Shuri, because in the comics, Shuri takes yeah, the mantle of the people. Black Panther. You know, when when T'Challa's not around. Um, and then somebody sent me a video that was posted by new rock stars where they said, dude, you have to hear the theory at the end of this video, how he thinks that the person in the black Panther costume could be Killmonger. He's not alone. Yeah. Yeah. So it's an interesting theory. (laughs) It's an interesting theory because that guy, he's going to steal it. Cause even in what if he doesn't play good, and so, and I'm using what if as like my Bible of phase <laughs> five and six right now. And I'm like, no, that cannot yeah. happen. So, I mean, <laughs> that's the villain. That would be the real villain to me. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting theory because you're right. And what if, you know, what he does to Tony is just unforgivable. I would, I would hope you'd agree. Yeah. No, no. I mean, I, mean, I did not like anything <laughs> that he did to Tony and what if. So I, I agree Same. with you. I also agree with the fact that he, like Killmonger is an interesting character because he fought for what he thought was right and he fought for what he thought was rightfully his. But while, like, he did it in a, like, I feel like he he is proud of being a Wakandan. And so... One, Killmonger's gone, right? Like, he's he's no longer around either. 
So if anybody ever brought him back, they would have to go to the ancestral plane and bring him back. And so it's not unseen because it's exactly what they did with T'Challa. Right? So, okay. So now we have that established. Can that happen? Yes, it can. Do they have the flower? They don't. But Shuri's super smart. So her and Riri can technically recreate this genetic flower to somehow get to the ancestral plane and bring back Killmonger. I mean, theoretically speaking, can they technically like it? There is a flaw in that storyline because obviously if they could do that, wouldn't they want to go get T'Challa back? So there's going to be like this little bit that they're going to have to explain as to why they don't go back for T'Challa and they go back for Killmonger instead. So it, it, it's it's okay. That's fine. So let's say that they do it. Could it be him that starts the beef in the war with the Atlanteans? Because he's like, no, I'm the king. The vibranium's mine, and that's what starts everything. Like maybe vibranium they have the fight. funeral. They it. bring him back because they need a Black Panther, you know. And then ev- the fighting and everything begins. So you're like what you said earlier. Like we don't know when that happens. Is that at the beginning? Is that at the end? Like when does that scene happen? And it's an interesting question because it sets up a lot, you know, as far as what's happening in the film. Because I, I doubt that we're going to go three quarters into the film and then finally get a Black Panther. Yeah. It, well, yeah. I, I shouldn't say that because it was three quarters into the film when all of a sudden we saw Captain America wielding Mjolnir. So, hmm. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's interesting. I think there's there's going to be a lot of speculation about who. No me gusta. Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> I, I want to throw the question out to everybody listening. Like, who do you think the next yeah. Black Panther is going to be? You know, could it be Killmonger? Probably. I have a feeling that it's, it's going to be somebody that already exists. And honestly, like, look, if I could put my money on anyone, like, this is... This is kind of an unexpected twist that I don't think anyone's Whoa. said before. Everybody's saying that it's going to be Shuri. What if Okoye becomes the next Black Panther? Oh, like, yeah. she's so awesome <laughs> leading the Dora Milaje. Like, she how awesome it. would she be if Ooh. she was the next Black Panther? She's got backup, right? right? I mean, I mean, they're all backup. Yeah. But, like, she's got legit, like. So I don't know. I just lit up. I'm uh, like, yeah. Yeah. I'm down. I don't know. Totally I like for me, she seems like I don't know. Like she seems like the next person that one is faithful to Wakanda, isn't in it for any personal gain, and is always protecting Wakanda because she believes in it. Like she's the purest of heart, in my leader. opinion to be the next mm-hmm. Black Panther. So I don't know. That's my prediction. Uh, battle. <laughs> That'd be cool. That's a happy thought. <laughs> yeah. That is a happy thought for me. So don't give me those Killmonger vibes up in here. I kill my <laughs> Munger mood. All right, well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> that's it. That's where we're going to end the episode on. We're going to end it All on right. that thought. We're going to throw the question out to everybody listening. Who do you think is going to be the next Black Panther? Or what are your thoughts on my prediction? Do you think it's plausible? And that's it. Any final thoughts on anything that we talked about? Yep. All right. Time to wrap it up. Here we go. Until next time, keep dreaming, keep moving forward, and always remember to pass on the magic. Have a fantastic week, everyone.
Bye. Everything's gonna be alright. Oh yeah. <laughs>